this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello. I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Oh, howdy-ho, officer. We've had a doozy of a day. There we were, minding our own business. Just doing some chores around the house when kids started killing themselves all over my property. Well, were they psychos, or...? They look like psychos. Is that what they look like? They were vampires. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give a fuck how crazy they are. So, 1,100 men went in the war. 316 men come out. The sharks took the rest June the 29th, 1945. Well, what do we do? Why don't we just... Wait here for a little while. See what happens. So, welcome back to Death Rattle Horror Podcast. We are your damsels of darkness. We are your mistresses of the macabre. And join us as we guide you into the depths. Yeah, I totally remember that intro. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight's show is me, Lola Stone. I've got Samara Morgan and Chainsaw Pete in the studio with me. (laughs) And we, we are discussing the best worst movies, as in our favorite bad movies. And I, I know that a lot of people love, you know, terrible, great movies. I'm a huge fan of them. So it just seemed like an obvious choice of discussion. I was going through my list of things to talk about. And I was like, it's kind of funny that I think these are great movies. (laughs) Everyone else in the world thinks these are horrible movies. So, Uh (laughs) well, you know, Mine aren't all, like, terrible, but they're definitely not masterpieces, but they're just, like, so damn fun. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, to me, is the definition of of this type of movie, where, yes, it's a bad movie overall. I mean, the plot probably sucks. It's filmed probably horribly. You know, something along... It has probably crappy actors, something. But they're fun. You know? It's like, you're not in it. You're... There are some horror movies and some movies in general. You're not in it for the masterpiece of this movie. You're in it to shovel popcorn into your face while you're watching. <laughs> <Yep>. You know? <laughs> so. Exactly. So I'll kick it off. First one that came to my mind 
when I thought of this topic was Deep Blue Sea. Oh my god. <laughs> I took that off my list. I was like, no, this isn't a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it's a jumble of cliches and bad acting, but it's just such a fun movie, and I've seen it a dumb amount of times. Oh, I know. Same thing. It's Whenever it's on TV, I have to watch it. Like, TNT, for some reason, plays it all the time. Spike and FX, too. And if it's on, I'll watch it. Doesn't matter where it is. I'll watch it to the end. Mm-hmm. And it's... I mean, you've got Samuel L. Jackson, and he goes off on a tirade in that movie. I know. It is the most Samuel L. Jackson tirade I've ever seen other than in Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> what about Pulp Fiction? <laughs> See, that to me, though, that is where it starts, but it escalates up once you get into, the, like, Snakes on a Plane and shit. It, like, once you get into those movies, it just, to the next level. Mm-hmm. I was one. That is the best part of the movie. <laughs> I was I was listening to a podcast recently They covered Deep Blue Sea, and they specifically mentioned Sam Jackson's monologue at that point, and they said, I want to see that whole movie. Forget about the rest of Deep Blue Sea. I just want to see the movie about Sam Jackson and four men. What were they trapped under uh, an avalanche and they uh, they cannibalized each other? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I would want to watch that. <laughs> I want that movie instead. We should write him a letter. Yeah. It also I sounds like it. a much cheaper movie to make and potentially equally as enthralling as Deep Blue Sea. Because Deep Blue Sea um, that's, does not look like a cheap movie in terms of that massive... It definitely has a big budget. That massive set, and Sam Jackson wasn't cheap, cheap at the time, and neither was um, Michael Rapoport and Uh some of the the others. Like, nobody was super dirt cheap. They weren't at their peak, necessarily, but it's not a cheap movie. Cuba. I said Cuba. Cuba Gooding Jr.? Yeah, I just, like, choked out the word. Um, Except yeah, that was... I mean, I'm pretty sure that... Did you that... mistake LL? It's LL Cool J. Oh, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> Another uh... very talented, bald, big man. I love I love the two of them. But They're I, gorgeous. I, I promise right. I don't think all black people look alike. I'm just an idiot. No. <laughs> <laughs> just have bad memory. I thought LL Cool J was great in Deep Blue Sea and really good in Snow Day. Or Snow Dogs, whichever one was. <laughs> Snow Dogs! Whichever one was, like, they were kind of, like, they were both at the same level, Cuba and LL, but one was, LL was going up and Cuba was coming down. Yep. For some reason, I had the screenshot of the Snow Dogs, uh, you know, poster image on my old phone for, like, five years. I don't know why. That's so random. I just kept it on there, and I would occasionally just send it to people. I mean... <laughs> It's really entertaining picture. <laughs> so, uh, I this week alone, I this is this will be the second Thomas Jane movie that I've talked about this week. <laughs> so I just think so. Like, why is Thomas Jane popping up in so many things I'm talking about this week? Maybe I have to like go on a binge of his movies. What was but, the other one? Um, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What? He's in that movie for a hot five seconds. Um, Weird. I yeah, I watched it for um, my other podcast with my husband, and the two of us literally sat there the entire movie going, wait, is that Ben Affleck? Holy <laughs> shit, wait, is that, like, there's, like, so many random, like, weird cameos 
for not famous people in that movie. Like, they weren't famous when they got to that point, when they were making that movie. But we're like, huh? Um, but the other person that's in Deep Blue Sea that I love in that movie is Stellan Skarsgård. Um, because he's just, like, I, I want to say he's one of the, he's one of the doctors. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the professor guys. And he's just kind of, he's just there. Like, you can, like, you're looking at him like, you're just here for a paycheck, aren't you? <laughs> like, uh, my favorite thing about Deep Blue Sea, though, is that one scene where they are, um, they're tapping the shark's brain for the anti-dementia cure-all from the brain, uh-huh. um, and they've got the shark, um, in the, the tank, and the other shark breaks the glass on the front of the, the um, the, like, the big glass wall that looks out into the ocean. Uh-huh. That, that happened not when it was supposed to happen. So them running and screaming to the back of the set is actually them <laughs> running and screaming to the back of the set. So, like, I love movies where, so I, I, I don't love movies where people get hurt, but I love movies where something like that happens. Yeah. Where there's, you know, an actual reaction to something that, oops, we fucked up. Well, too late now. <laughs> Are you talking about the part where the shark has, like, the chick on the stretcher? Yes, yeah. And, and he, like, bangs the stretcher into the glass. And the glass cracks. That it's was like, yeah, a um, great scene. It's like so fucked. It it's so fucked up in a way, but you're just like, this is amazing. But I feel really yeah. bad for that person. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for the whole cast in that scene, just the amount of water that's in that. But that reminds me of um, the scene in The Exorcist where uh, Reagan is flopping around on the bed. Oh and yeah, she flips her mother back and uh, to the wall, and Ellen Bernstein, Ellen Bernstein just screams in terror. And it's because she actually broke her back when she fell. Yeah, I read so that it's like somewhere. Stuff like that, I, I, I feel bad saying that I like that, but it's, it makes it, you know, I don't know, more authentic, I guess, because it actually happened. I don't know. Yeah, or in Carrie, when um, she's going crazy at the prom, uh, one of the characters gets like the fire hose to the face and like passes out, and that was yeah. completely real because her eardrum got burst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I can't remember oh, yeah. which one it was. Might have been the teacher. I'm not sure. Let's just do a whole other episode on shit like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll write it down. Next episode, we're going to talk about. Excuse me while I hack up a lung in the back of the corner of the podcast. Yeah. So, feel free to feel free to throw one out if you like. Since mine was deep, deep um, blue sea, we got a little off track. I know, but we are tangent cast. I just that's you know, true. That's true. Own up to this. Um, so <laughs> the the one of the top movies on my list of horror movies altogether in general, but one of my top on the list of bad movies is Thirteen Ghosts. Oh yeah, the remake. <laughs> um, and I absolutely, I I will die on the hill of that movie being an amazing movie. And uh, the the backstory to all of the different ghosts that are in it, Tony Shalhoub is just chewing the scenery to death. Yeah. And I, it's it's. I don't know. I just I just love that movie. It is it is a lot of fun, and I kind of wish that they'd had. I kind of wish that it had been like structured differently, so that some of the creepier ghosts could have had like more screen time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, like, the less creepy ones come out first and they have more screen time, and then the creepier yeah. ones are only on screen at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Completely, you can see that. 
Cause, like, that one that was just, like, a maniac was, like, really terrifying, but mm-hmm. not on screen for very long. And I'm like, this is this should be, like, the main ghost. Ah, my, my phone just died on me for a second there. <laughs> okay. Um, I was trying to look up something about 13 ghosts, and I couldn't remember. Um, I believe that, you're talking about the one that has the cage on his head? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the jackal mm. and um i would love to see his movie i know like, i just want to see the movie of that ghost <laughs> like even the juggernaut he's the big 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 one at the end that they that, that they released last the one that's like nine feet tall um same thing like i would love to see the movie of the individual ghosts i think that would be kind of cool i don't think it made enough money to like warrant a, <laughs> a spin-off <laughs> nope not in the least and it was actually was that the last one that they did of the remakes? They were doing the castle remakes, and I think this was the one that they were like, um, yeah, maybe we can't make these anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure, but there was definitely several in a row. Um, there was, like, this weird era in horror movies where they, there was a lot of, like, movies like that that are kind of, like, good-bad that all came out over the course of just a couple of years. Yeah, it was, like, the beginning of the 2000s, like, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, like, that. Yeah. Kind of that span. Maybe even all the way up to 2005. But it was, like, that span because it was after, um, like, that weird, like, uptick in the 90s where we had a little bit of good horror. Uh-huh. And then it was before we hit, like, the 2010s where we started to really get into, ramped up into what we're in now. And yeah. And it was just this lull in the middle where... Horror was coming out, but you really couldn't find it. Right. You know, it's like, blockbusters were starting to die out, Netflix was starting to come in, um, so you had, there was, nobody had places to go to go find bad horror. Like, you couldn't, like, go to your blockbuster, go to the horror section, and be like, I'm gonna rent these ten movies tonight and watch it, because it was kinda, you had to buy it, and no one wanted to pay 16 to $20 on a DVD just to watch a movie once. Right. So... That's my soapbox, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah, it was a weird era in horror. It was like either everybody was doing, trying to be the next Scream, or they were going totally opposite and making these, like, cheesy ghost movies. Yeah. I almost chimed in and said, oh, I didn't see 13 Ghosts, and the reason that I I realized I didn't see it was because I was getting into good movies, but I hadn't developed an appreciation for bad movies. <laughs> Except then I realized that I did watch House of Wax remake with Paris Hilton. <laughs> I was going to mention that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's terrible. I think it was because 13 Ghosts was PG-13, so I, I like, to, to me, with a bad movie, like, with certain movies, that's a huge knock because with something like 13 Ghosts, I just figured it was probably... Um, engineered to be super mass appeal. So it was not, it wasn't coincidental PG-13 and it also wasn't, well, we're doing a fun movie and there's no need for excessive violence or any R-rated stuff pretty much. But uh, I, I, so I never got to that one. I've seen the original, but that, I imagine they're very different. The remake is a lot of fun. Um, If you want to see Matthew Lillard, at his best, <laughs> you have to watch this movie. Matthew Lillard is amazing in 13 oh. Ghosts. Oh my god. He had such a, like, time in the sun. Like, he was in oh, I know. all of these ridiculous movies in a row. And then he, like, disappeared. Yeah, he, like, disappeared off the face of the planet, got married, had a couple kids, and now he's starting to come back again. Um, he's on TV in that show Good Girls. 
Um, he was, yeah, I know. He was just in, um, I don't follow him on Instagram or anything. Um, <laughs> he was just in, um, the Twin Peaks revival that came out last year, the second, or the third season, whatever the hell it was, The Return. Oh, okay. Um, he was in that, and it was so funny, he showed up on screen, and my husband and I both went, is that Matthew Lillard? Like, <laughs> I had, okay. I had a huge crush on him back in the day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. All right, Chainsaw Pete, what you got? Okay, so speaking of Matthew Lillard and then Twin Peaks, there's a movie from 1998 <laughs> okay. that has Cheryl Lynn in kind of a crap role, but mm-hmm. she does get a lot of screen time. But she plays a prostitute who got bitten by a vampire, and she's mostly, like, groggy and the whole movie, and, like, receiving the vampire's transmissions... <laughs> "Quote unquote transmissions." Okay. <laughs> and this okay. is uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. Oh, oh, I forgot she was in yeah. that movie. Yeah. Man, I forgot. I'm gonna have to watch that movie again this weekend. <laughs> I don't remember that movie at all. <laughs> it's um, I, I looked it up to find a couple different names, and it was described as a neo western vampire horror movie. <laughs> Which yeah, it's really Very it's well. oh the man. The movie opens with. So it's James Woods, but he has like some good hair dyeing, so he still looks. It hasn't gone completely gray yet. So he he does. I don't. Yeah. I think he looks good in this movie. Like in terms of, he's a vampire hunter, and it opens with him. He's surveying yeah. uh, this old, like dilap- dilapidated New Mexico house, where there's a, a nest of vampires, is how he calls it, and it's him looking through binoculars and. I think William Baldwin taking a piss. So that that's the opening of this <laughs> okay. movie, and then it does like a Sergio Leone sort of close up on, on zooming close up on Dennis Woods as he's about to go kill as many vampires as Dennis possible. Woods. <laughs> what did I call him? Dennis, Dennis Woods. Woods. Who's Dennis? <laughs> what the hell? If I were an actor, I would name myself Dennis Woods just to hope that people go like, I don't, and then just act nuts, and maybe people would go like, is this guy James Woods? Um, <laughs> Baldwin. Uh, that was a totally. That wasn't even like close to his name. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna call him Woods for the rest of for, for the rest of tonight. Um, okay. I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. I watched it recently, and I, I saw Baldwin in it. But he's one of the off-brand Baldwin brothers, so I thought. Yeah, Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> Just yeah, and so I saw him, and I thought, oh, that's fun that there's a Baldwin in this, but he's certainly going to be gone in the first <laughs> ten minutes. He's in the whole fucking movie. It's he gets uh. wow well, that well I, I guess the spoiler for vampires is okay. He makes it a long way <laughs> into this movie with James Woods, where they kill a bunch of vampires. Um, it's, it's great. It's like this like sun drenched sort of desert vampire movie great um like cool mellow john carpenter score and like kind of it this is like john carpenter before he he was complete like he was it's like good straight to video john carpenter uh-huh yeah and it, it definitely has the it definitely has a great gore factor um which is one of the one of the pluses to a bad horror movie in the first place is that as long as it can keep you entertained with the amount of buckets of blood, uh-huh. you're yeah. kind of okay. Yeah, and that exactly. was pre-CGI gore everywhere. So there's, so 
it's not maybe the best practical effects, but it's practical effects, and it's not because the CGI gore isn't good enough to be good, but it's good enough that people <laughs> who have access to it just use the hell out of it, and it's like, ugh. Uh huh. Yeah, there is some good. Um, there's basically like this master vampire who's like nine feet tall, and he's a super vampire. And he does, like, I, he just, like, <laughs> s- sticks his hand into some guy's midsection and then rips him, rips him in half. So you get a nice person splitting in half. Which, I always welcome that. Yep. I want to watch that now. <clears throat> it's fun. Yeah, don't, don't bother with the sequels, mm. though. They're not, they're not horrible, but they're not as Those are John Carpenter ones. Presents. Just, you know. He made yes. some uh, pretty bad movies in there for a bit, like Ghosts of Mars. Good God. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Ghosts of Mars it's is so not bad. in the same league as Vampire Ghost sequels. The Vampire sequels okay. are John Carpenter uh, presents as opposed to John Carpenter directs. So John Carpenter uh-huh. yeah. just took a check for this incredibly terrible movie. Like John, It was like Vampires Mexicanos or some some Spanish subtitle. And it's totally just, like, it's just, it's the ingredients of a fun, bad movie, but not the put-together-in-the-right-ratios. and Yeah. Right. Uh, Ghost of Mars, though, (laughs) you got Pam Greer, Jason Statham, and Ice Cube, and was it Natasha Henstridge, who has a... so, uh, yes, I think so. And you got that yeah. brooding John Carpenter score and this just like sad, gloomy red Mars. Uh, it, that's probably one of those movies that it it's probably ten or twenty minutes too long. And if they tighten it up a little bit, uh-huh. it could be it could really <laughs> pop. And probably like Cube and Statham didn't get as like the quality of lines that they needed to to come off with their charisma because yeah. And that was a young uh-huh. Statham, but like if they remade that movie today. With a, a John Carpenter who was sharp and Statham today, and then The Rock instead of Ice Cube, that could be tremendous. It had Ooh. it had a lot of potential, but it was very disappointing. But it, that also came out in that weird section of time too, where we had a lot of weird space movies, like space <laughs> yeah. movies that were coming out. That's true. And it was it was this it was that one, and then there was the other one. Oh my god, I cannot remember the name of it now, but it was, like, the robot that was on Mars and with her. She was, like, a dog, and she was on Mars with three people. What? And I can, oh, yeah, I gotta look up this movie now, because it's driving me crazy what the hell the name of the movie is. It's a, um, a, a star's a dog and a robot? No, 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 the robot is on Mars with her her space people. I'm sick, okay? I'm on Dyquil and Dayquil and everything else. I am, like, on crack right now, okay? Okay. <laughs> you probably shouldn't be on Nyquil and Dayquil at the same time. Nah, I work at a pharmacy. It's fine. <laughs> I gotcha. They give me all the good drugs. Um, Mission to Mars is what oh. I'm Oh, okay. With Tim Robbins and Gary Sinise. I, um, mm. we, had, we had that weird hot minute where it was, like, all Mars movies all the time. Oh, yeah, there was, like, Red Planet. Yeah, it's like, come on. We, we we tend to, Hollywood does tend to find something and stick with it for a year. Yeah. And then go, oh yeah, that didn't work. They all came out too soon. Yeah. Okay. And, or it's <laughs> like, like one will. get in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like one will make a ton of money and then there's like six terrible ones. Yeah. 
Like, we had Armageddon, Deep Impact, The Day After Tomorrow. Those all came out within, like, five years of each other. Yeah. Like, come on. Volcano and Dante's Peak came out in the same year. Yeah. <laughs> I think Armageddon and Deep Impact were both 1998. <laughs> I think they were, and I think they also came out in the same summer. Like, one came out in the beginning and one came out at the end. Yes. Yes. They're twin movies, as they're called. Yeah. Come on. Get some original ideas, people. Well, obviously, neither of them copied each other because they were both already finished <laughs> i think yeah. that's worse you both like two people have shitty ideas and one person can't even say like uh well i thought that guy had success so i ripped him off like two <laughs> you, yeah, like that's true. That's true. like if deep yeah what's so deep impact and armageddon are the twin movies okay yeah, yeah. They, and they both suck but like if your excuse <laughs> if one of you can't say oh well armageddon killed it at the box office so we just rush jobbed made the I do love Armageddon by the way <laughs> would have made my list if I were going the sci-fi route I rewatched it yeah. again it's such a big mm. bloated stupid movie it's so corny and, it is. and like first off they showed us that movie in science class when we had a substitute teacher which is offensive because <laughs> that's so science scientifically yeah. accurate and it's not a good movie like don't like there's no justification for it and um it's weird to watch a movie like that and think back to like people thought that was good when it came out like legitimately good like people weren't seeing it like oh this is like they knew it was fun but they didn't go like this is corny and stupid i think people were mm-hmm. into it the same way they yeah. were into like something like independence day which i think is a legitimately good fun movie oh yeah independence yeah. day is great yeah, I, I know what you mean. It was a very beloved film yeah. when it came out. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> All right, racist. <laughs> That's what he says. No, he, he doesn't. He says F at the end of the word. He does not say the T-H. He says Earth. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> okay, so now I'm going to bring up the movie that inspired this episode, which is called yeah. Killer Workout. <laughs> around the internet and i was like what is this i posted about it on facebook the other day and it is that's i mean that's probably what prompted me to see it everywhere it's perfect (laughs) it's like a perfect terrible movie it's so much fun and like i was like laughing my ass off the whole movie it's not even remotely scary the killer the killer uses like a giant safety pin (laughs) for some reason i don't even know if safety pens that size exist or why you would choose that as your murder weapon but it's got all these pretty much every new day in the movie starts with this poppy um aerobics class dance scene with like a new weird song and a whole bunch of like ass and titties (laughs) close-ups and it seriously happens like five times throughout the movie it's like a new like montage it's not even a montage it's just like a musical break (laughs) and it's got some like ridiculously bad fight scenes terrible acting i looked up the cast and like nobody was in anything else remotely decent except like six of them were in another movie altogether so i'm guessing it was the (laughs) same director but it is like a it's a perfect like it's a perfect 80s 
silly slasher. It's so good that I... It's one of those movies I watched it recently, and I get... I'm a little confused, but also frustrated that I didn't hear about it before. Like, how has this not been talked about before? It's that perfectly bad, good... It's also the perfect... It's this great blend of bad, good, where... I think some people in in the movie are kind of on to that it's not great, but they're not trying to make a bad movie. It's not intentional. Right, yeah. They're not, like, self-aware. Yeah, but it's so watchable and so funny. It's so funny. Um, I think maybe it's just not well-known because it's just one of those random movies on Amazon Prime that, like, looks like shit. It looks like it's going to be, like, unwatchable. But, I mean, it actually is, it's, you know, decent looking as a film. And it is, like, they're trying to make a good scary movie, but it's just everything is wrong. Like, nothing works. Except for the unintentional humor. <laughs> well, one of the actresses that's in it, she's, I'm guessing, one of the leads, because she's, like, in the, she's the first person listed in the um, cast, Marsha Carr. She was in, like... Every movie that's ever been put onto Red Letter Media. <laughs> huh. I'm like, oh my god, half of these movies, the only reason I know that they exist is because they were on but one, on one of the episodes of Best of the Worst. Like, oh. But yeah. So she, they've, it looks like all of them are definitely in that, that realm of, like you said, they've done other movies, but they've done, like, it's all been crap. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just one of those movies that I'm like, I'm going to recommend this to, like, every person I come across that likes silly, cheesy horror movies because it's, like, perfectly in that genre of, like, high camp and, like, unintentional humor. I'm gonna have to watch it now because I've been avoiding it as I've been seeing it come up on Prime because it's, like you said, nothing really, like, the cover for it didn't really, like, the picture, the thumbnail for it didn't really, like, strike my interest. Yeah, but, yeah, it looks, so it looks like it's so... Check it out. The image just makes it look like it's generic crap, you know, but it's, it's got a, it's a special kind of crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, um, so... Uh, my, my, one of my other ones on my list is, uh, it, and it's kind of a twofer, uh, the Silent Hill movies. Oh, okay. I, I am one of the only people in my circle of friends who love them as, at, at all. Mostly everyone else I know is like, ugh, really? <laughs> I'm like, I love those movies. They're so, the first one, to me, captures the... Um, essence of the Silent Hill games very well, like that ambiance of it. Uh, the second one is literal as a is a literal translation of one of the games, so that one's kind of a little iffy. Um, but it has Malcolm McDowell in it, and you can't go wrong with him. So you know, that's that true. Works. But um, and it's a movie where Sean Bean survives. How can you have a problem with this? I mean, he does <laughs> not die for once. Um, but yeah, I I love that I love that video game series. Um, <clears throat> I love these movies. I just think that they are cheesy beyond all doubt, but, um, I was very excited when I heard that the first one was being made to see what they were going to do with the monsters, because the Silent Hill monsters are so unique, um, 
said I was interested to see how they were going to pull off some of those different types of monsters. And especially the, um, the nurses were one of the ones I was really, really looking forward to. But especially a lot of the ones that, like, um, the children and the, I, I think they call him the spitter. He doesn't really have a mouth. He's, the, like, the first monster you get to in that movie. It, um, his arms are, like, all bound behind him. And he has, like, a gaping maw, like, on his head. Um, but it, I was really interested to see how they were going to do that because of how specific the monsters are in those games and, and how they are created specifically to um, reflect something that's going on with the characters that they are when they're coming up against them in the, in the game. So I was interested to see how all that happened. And I, I liked it. I thought it came out good. But that's just me. And that's another set of movies that if it's on TV, I'll watch <laughs> it. If I'm running around the house doing, doing you know, chores and doing whatever, like, I'll throw the first one on and leave it on in the background. I'll get sucked into it and end up not doing whatever I'm supposed to be doing and start watching it, but I, I'll put it on. <laughs> I'll make the effort. I've seen some people in, like, different movie groups and stuff mention those movies as, like, you know, a movie that they've seen a million times and, like, they watch, you know, whenever it's on, that kind of thing. I never got into them just because... I never played the game, so it was just kind of all lost on me, I guess. Um, one of the great things about the first one, about the, the first movie, is it it it, do, it goes into some of the lore about um, Silent Hill, and it, but it, it gives you the glossed over version, which is good because there's a lot of shit that goes down in, the, in the, that, those stories, but you don't need to have ever played the games to understand what's going on, mm-hmm. um, other than... If you've never played the game when the world shifts from the real world to the world of Silent Hill, to the, the like the hellscape, you may not understand what's going on, and that's not necessarily explained anywhere in the lore, but there is a whole like 20 minute info dump at one point, three quarters of the way through the movie, where one random character just goes, here's everything and vomits the entire history of Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. So even if you've never played the games before, it's it's in there, mm-hmm. so I am it's if if alone for the special effects, the makeup effects, it's worth watching it just for the makeup effects. There's some CGI, and it's a definite good mix between the two. But a lot of the creatures were full latex outfits, um, you know, including uh, Pyramid Head. That was a guy naked <laughs> with a giant pyramid on his head and a long latex. Um, a long uh, latex apron, a giant sword, and he was in uh, <laughs> he was in goth kid boots that were like nine feet tall. You know, like the big Frankenstein platform boots. He was in those, but he, they were like epically tall, um, which was good because that character walks a very specific way. So those boots, because of the way how tall they were, it kind of forced the actor to walk the same way, which was kind of cool. So it was, int- but like you said, it, 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 it was. I was really interested to see how they were going to do the monsters, and I think they did them very, very well. Though um, they so were really good creature effects for sure. Yeah. Like they were creepy, and I liked yeah. the atmosphere of the movie. I think I just got kind of like, <clears throat> it was like really noisy. Yeah, like, it was a loud movie, and I think it just like overstimulated my brain. <laughs> yes, I will agree with you on that end. It is very loud. It's, it's, and it's when it's not when you're not in the hellscape. It's quiet for a reason Mm -hmm. and then when you are in the hellscape it's noisy for a reason 
Right. Um, and it's kind of along the same lines of that. Like, it's kind of like that in the game, too. Um, and it's it, it's there to jar your senses, and it's there to make you feel uncomfortable. So if you felt uncomfortable, it did its job. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's, that's a testament to the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My God, my husband is listening to something upstairs and he's cackling. (laughs) (laughs) What is he watching? Anyway, Mr. Chainsaw, what do you got? There is a a pair of movies from the mid-90s with Corbin Burnson, whose name I just finally... (laughs) Is one of them Session 9? (laughs) No, he's not in that. Session 9. Session 9. He's not... No, and that movie, that movie is genuinely creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Anyway, okay. no, it's, 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 it's Sam Neill. <laughs> session 9 and Session 10 with Corbin. Yes. Okay, I used to think his name was, I couldn't remember if it was Benson or Burnson, so I, ten, tonight I finally memorized mm-hmm. it's Burnson. But he's in a pair of movies called The Dentist and The Dentist 2. Yeah. <laughs> I can see the, the VHS cover box. Oh, art it's for beautiful. That. Yep. The Dentist 2 subtitle or tagline is Brace Yourself. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. In the movie, his. Okay, so, well. So, spoiler alert for the dentist is he's a maniac and he terrorizes <laughs> people. So, in the first one, he. You know, da da da, this stuff happens. And then. So, he, he gets away, though. Or actually, he gets away in the second one, but he takes on a pseudonym, Doctor Larry Kane, spelled K-I-N-E. And halfway through the movie, because I had the <laughs> subtitles on, I thought Kane, oh Nova Kane, but they never referenced it. But it had mm. to be inten- intentional. Weird. But, and then I thought, has there been a? Um, could one of the taglines have been if it wasn't Nova Pain? <laughs> so a couple things I noticed in the dentist too, and Corbin Burnson, Burnson nails it. Um, like he's very, like he's very much playing up to this role, which is of like a dentist who terrorizes people and has like bizarre fantasies where even as the viewer you're not a hundred percent sure when he's slipping into his insanity. In the second one, he woos this woman in this small town where he moves, and he's uh, he's very short-tempered with her a couple times. And he, to make up for it, he sends her 11 roses with a note that says, 11 roses to say I'm sorry, the 12th is with me waiting for you. And then he and, and that was after they ate. He served her dinner in this weird backyard setup with outdoor lighting and globe lamps. And I thought, did this? Did they? Did the bachelor rip off the dentist too with their <laughs> roast? It, it, obviously, obviously. Because <laughs> it was very romantic how the dentist um, served her this homemade dinner in his little outdoor courtyard. Yeah, he's good at being, like, straddling the line between totally normal, genuine, nice guy, and then he just, like, snaps. Mm. And he goes back and forth. It's really weird. He, um, 
at a certain point, I was watching this movie. Every once in a while, when I hear like a, a sound effect that's been in a, a, like fifty different movies, and it's I, it just like I can't help but notice it. And it's usually it's usually yeah. sound effects that were in a video game that I might have played when I was a kid, and that are just in sort of this mm -hmm. bank of sound effects. But I was watching the dentist too, and there was a a piece of music or a sound effect that was supposed. To, um, Almost like when Jason Voorhees pops out from behind a tree and there's a, a, a sound to startle the audience. And I thought, I thought, yeah. is that the first like little bit right before the Halloween score in Halloween 2? And so I looked it up and the composer named Alan Howarth worked on The Dentist 2 and he worked on Halloween 2. And he worked with John... Oh, wow. Yeah. Weird. Good ear. So this weird little <laughs> snippet that I thought, I want this to be from Halloween 2. And, like, partly just to not... Like, mm -hmm. that's so... Why would it strike me if it weren't Halloween 2? And then it turned out... It turned out to be. Um. Uh, well done. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good sequel because they're both really similar, but... Like, one is in L.A., and it's very, like, um, there's, like, a white glow to the whole movie because the dentist is obsessed with yeah. his white teeth. It's also just funny when he sees, like, anyone's, like, even slightly crooked teeth or a little bit of plaque, and he just goes, he, he can't take it. It's, um, Dentist 2, I thought, that's that's the one I prefer. It's, it's a little bit funnier. It's a little bit, it's more like they kind of figured out what they really wanted to do to do with that movie. I need to watch that. Oh, it um, it is worse with the second one is worse with some of the jamming of tools into people's mouths. Yeah, oh. I um, yeah, I had to turn away. They did. <laughs> it, it was weird to watch it because the um, the effects of when he takes. Yeah. What was that? Did you just. What just happened? I hit my microphone oh, I by thought... mistake, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought that was, like, your nose. <laughs> no, I hit my microphone and was trying to, like, cover up. I'm like, uh. I thought you were imitating <laughs> the drill when he terrorizes his yes. innocent patients. Yes. He, um, <laughs> like, um, so, like, the effect of when he's jamming tools into people's teeth and gums and whatnot, the, the effects itself looks kind of corny, but it also looks like they actually did build, like, props of a mouth to shove prop instruments into. So it's, um, mm -hmm. be, just be ready to turn away if you do watch it, but it's fun. <laughs> and I wa I've watched them back to back. I think that's totally plausible way to watch those movies. They lead into each other well. Oh, the other little thing about that is, um, there's a, there's a nice nail gun scene with the nail gun used as though it's an mm. actual <laughs> firearm. God, people use that way too much. Oh, yeah. That was in The Bride of Chucky that I just watched a couple days ago, too. There was a nail gun through the head. Ugh, that's in so many movies. We had an entire conversation about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even accurate. Like, that's not how nail guns work. Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, my next one is actually a... It's three in a series... And it's Sleepaway Camp 1 through 3. <laughs> nice. Those movies are so 
they get stupider. They get progressively more self-aware and stupider, but there's just so much fun because, um, what's her name? Felicia Rose. Yep. She's just like having so much fun with the role. Like the first one obviously is, it kind of is trying to be like a serious horror movie, but the next two are just like so over the top ridiculous. And she's just like, you know, chewing the scenery to shreds and it's, they're hilarious. They're terribly hilarious. <laughs> I was watching something today on um, the top ten worst horror movies, trying to get like more ideas to talk about things. Mm-hmm. And one of them they talked about was the original Sleepaway Camp, and they were like, you know, uh, this movie is so bad, and it has a trope at the end that is used by so many different movies, and I'm like. What? Um, I don't think I've seen any other horror movie end with that ending. No. That's why that ending is so, like, holy shit, when you first see that movie, when we watch it for the first time. Yeah. That's not an ending that anyone, like, I've seen other types of movies have similar reveals, mm-hmm. but it's not that kind of ending. It's not literally not an ending where you're, like, Focusing on a dick the entire ending <laughs> sequence of the movie. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I don't know what Sleepaway Camp you're, uh, like, you're watching, but... <laughs> yeah, that's really weird. Plus, I mean, it was so far back in time. I don't think many yeah. movies before that had the idea to do that. And no, it's weird because I love that movie, and I think it's like genuinely kind of creepy, But a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's anti-transgender, but it's just like, well, Angela didn't choose to be that way. It was because of her aunt making her dress like a girl. And it's just like, yeah, it made her go a little crazy. And, um, yeah, but I think she's, I don't know, she's such a fun actress. I wish that she was in, like, more movies. Hmm. I agree. And I can see where people would have issues with it, um, like, in the trans community. I can see where people would have issues with it. But like you said, it wasn't something that she made a choice of. That was what her gender was going to be. Right. And then everything happened because of this. It was forced upon her. Um, And there are other movies out there, like The Crying Game, things like that, that, you know. um, But also, even as early as, um, as more recent as Pretty Little Liars, there's a transgender character in Pretty Little Liars that turns out Spoiler, um, turns out to be the killer. Oh, okay. Um, so well, I it, don't, it's, it's, I don't think our listeners probably watch that. I know, right? Like, I love that show. Um, <laughs> I've never seen it. it. It's Gilmore Girls on, it's Gilmore Girls on crack. Mm. Um, but, um, I can, I can completely see, because when that, when that show revealed that, first of all, the character was transgender, second of all, that the character was the murderer, um that had been hounding them all these years that um, a lot of people came out against that. And a lot of people were like the transgender character in almost every single show ends up being a rapist or murderer, you know, the villain of some sort, kind of like where we ran into this whole slew. We, we still kind of see it. If you are um, uh, Middle Eastern or you are Spanish, you are automatically a villain. Or Russian. You are a gangster <laughs> or Russian. You know, it's like there's very specific, like, typecasts for specific types of people. 
Um, and I, 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 so I can see where people would get that at the end of that movie. But on the other side of it, it was way before that was even something that was in the conscious mind of the general public. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't think it was done in a transphobic way at all. I think it was done as a unique twist to this movie. Yeah, and it's also yeah. like that's what made this little boy go crazy was that, you know, his aunt wanted him so desperately to be his sister that had died that she made him grow up that way, which there have been serial killers that their parents forced them to dress as like a little girl when they were little and it made him go a little crazy. Yeah, so. Anywho. Anyways, <laughs> that was my rant. <laughs> I had to bring out my DVD case because there was a couple movies that I couldn't remember what the hell they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, go get the case. You have, I have all my horror movies like in one DVD case. Nice. Like, just saw that. It makes it easy for when you're uh, traveling and you want to bring your DVDs with you. Now we, I don't need to because I've got freaking Netflix and everything else. But back in the olden days when you had to have <laughs> your, you know, everything on DVD in order to watch it more than once. Um, one yeah. of my all-time favorite bad movies is Stay Alive. Um, again, another, it's, it's not a movie based on a video game, oddly, it's a movie based around a video game. I, um, I can't even remember if I've seen that. It's, um... Is that Wes Craven? I don't know, I don't think it's a Wes Craven Presents, but it's, mm. um, the entire premise is there is a VR game that is out there that is called Stay Alive, and the entire premise of the game is you have to get into the castle where Elizabeth Bathory is, and you have to survive the night, basically. Well, come to find out, if you die in the game, you die in real life. So, <laughs> um, Milo Ventimiglia, I think is, is who it is, is the first person to die, and he's the biggest name in the entire movie, and he dies in the first ten minutes. And then it's one by one, as they play the game, they keep getting picked off. And it is a horrible movie, I will not... <laughs> that is a movie that is absolutely in my, like cupboard of you know what i haven't watched this in a while i'll watch it i forgot how bad of a movie this is but it's still a good movie it's still a good bad movie <laughs> i think i actually did see it like when it came out because i just looked it up and it was like oh yeah frankie frankie muniz yes i vaguely remember that movie it was like kind of mixed up in my head with like a couple of other movies from the same time frame that were equally as bad <laughs> it was in that same time frame of everything was a bad movie yeah yeah that's a good one. I maybe I have to give that a rewatch. If if only for the the bad CGI, uh, video game graphics. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes I just want like kind of a whatever movie on when I'm you know doing something around the house. I don't yeah. really have to like stare at the screen. That's definitely one of them. You don't even need to watch the movie to know what's happening in the plot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great. Yep. Yep. You can just look back at the screen and go, oh, huh, that one's dead. He must have done X, Y, Z. It does have a couple good kills, though, so that's that's definitely... It's worth it to watch a few of the, the kills. There, There's a couple of them that are pretty interesting, so... Mm-hmm. There we go, so it's worth it. Cool. When you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I can't watch a movie like that when I'm drunk because then I won't remember if I watched it and I won't remember if I thought it was a piece of shit because I was drunk and I just didn't appreciate it. So I'll end up watching it again because I, no. when you're I can't yeah. let it go. Yeah. I go, yeah, I've seen there. this. I know I've seen it. 
I have memory. I'll rewatch it. I'll go. Yeah, I recognize this scene. Okay, I recognize that person doing that, but I can't tell if this movie's terrible. Does it redeem itself? I didn't make myself any notes when I was drunk, so I um <laughs> I've given up on. I usually don't watch. But I enjoy really bad, like cheap movies like that. Actually, more sober. I I tried doing them drunk, and that's usually what happens. Mm-hmm. Has anyone seen The Wraith? I don't think so. W-R-A-I-T-H. It sounds that familiar, sounds but familiar. Yeah. I don't remember it. It's it's weird. It's this 80s movie. Charlie Sheen's in it for five minutes, but then he's in costume the rest of the time, so it's, it's not really him. I think he was doing Platoon at the same time. So his character's mm-hmm. in it. For a lot, but he physically is not in it. But it's like his answer to his brother Emilio's maximum overdrive. This weird, like <laughs> super eighties, very eighties bad sci-fi horror movie. It has John Cassavetes, and it also has Laura Flynn Boyle, the other one from Twin mm-hmm. Peaks. Um, Cheryl, Cheryl, Cheryl Lynn, okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and. I'm going to have to watch this. Oh, Holy it's. Crap. Yeah, I just wrote it down. It is. <laughs> it was one of my first favorite bad movies as a kid. This movie came on TBS like every Saturday. Like if you just, if you stayed home and you had TBS on at 2 p.m., you've seen The Wraith. Um, <laughs> Clint Howard is in this movie. Basically, these small-town gangsters who force people to drag race them for pink slips. They kill this guy, and then this guy comes back as a ghost with a supercar, and then he kills all of them. <laughs> so... Okay, this vaguely sounds like the plot to Grease 2. Sounds like Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote down Ghost Rider as well, because... I found Ghost Rider super entertaining. <laughs> oh, man. Well, they both plots sound pretty much like the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll say where the Wraith beats Ghost Rider is its tremor and its runtime. Ghost Rider gets a little long in the tooth. I think, I think it's, up, it's two mm-hmm. hours. It does. Uh, the Wraith also has um, Uncle Eddie from National Lampoon's movies, uh, Quaid. The, cra- <laughs> the crazy Quaid. As this sheriff who's just... <laughs> Oh, Randy, Randy. Quaid, he's, Randy, the crazy he's one. this no-nonsense redneck sheriff, and he's just itching to, to bust these gangsters, these, like, these punk... It's like this small town, there's one group of criminals. The sheriff can never get them for some reason. One of the, the punks' name is um, Skank. And, <laughs> and one of them drinks, like, um, transmission fluid to get high. And um, Clint <laughs> Howard has this gnarly, like, Egon from Ghostbusters rip-off hairdo. He's the guy who soups up all their cars. So what they do is, like, when an when a out-of-towner drives through their area, they force them to do this race. Because they want the guy's Trans Am or his Corvette or whatever. But, you know, the out-of-towner, maybe his car is stock. So they all have souped-up cars. So they, they steal his car, and then they put it in their stable and soup it up. And they probably wouldn't actually let, like, if they raced somebody who had a car that beat them, they'd probably not, not honor the bet. Uh huh. 
it is one of the most 80s TBS movies of all time. One of my all-time bad movie <laughs> favorites. And I I, uh, I know it's popped up on streaming sites here and there. So the next time anybody comes across it, I recommend it wholeheartedly. Cool. I've got it on my list. I also thought it might be fun to just add Paul W.S. Anderson just the person to this list. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Last night okay. I was thinking, like, Mortal Kombat should be on this list. But it's kind of, like, the game is a little bit horror, but the movie itself is mostly, like, very bad sci-fi, like, super light sci-fi ripoff of Enter the Dragon. And then I thought, well, Paul Tom W.S. Anderson has made so many, he did, he's involved in most of the Resident Evils, he did Event Horizon, he um, he did the Alien versus Predator, the first one. Which, <laughs> that yeah, one is fun. I, I, the first one, the second one is is just so mediocre and forgettable. It's a bad, bad movie. It is. It's not watchable. No. And the first one has some cool, like, here's how the Predators have an advantage, and here's how the Aliens have their advantage, and. Um, so I yeah the first Alien vs Predator I wouldn't tell someone not to watch if they were interested it's kind of a it's <laughs> a fun dumb it's a ringing endorsement <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't tell you not to watch it yeah so Paul W S Anderson he's my he's my list contribution just the person and okay. everything he makes okay. from here on forward too in the future okay. Oh yeah. All right. I've got a movie that I'm not sure if I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's a good movie or not. So maybe you guys can help me. And it also has Matthew Lillard. Serial <laughs> Mom. I love that movie. It's so oh much God. fun. For some oh. reason, for some reason, I was allowed to watch that when I was like eight, and I just <laughs> I loved it and watched it so much because. I had a crush on Justin Whalen <laughs> yeah. from, from Lois and Clark, and I had a crush on Matthew Lillard, and that movie is ridiculous, like, beyond belief. Have you seen it, I Pete? I have not. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, um, what's his name? Uh, Waters, John Waters. And it's about Kathleen Turner is, who's her husband in that movie? Sam Waterston. Oh, okay. Um, so she's just like this, you know, basic uh, suburban mom in the 90s. She ha seems like she had just, you know, totally has her stuff all together. She's got a couple of kids. It's Ricky Lake and yep. Matthew Lillard. And, um, but on the side, she's secretly a serial killer. And she also makes these, like, incredibly obscene phone calls to her neighbor that she doesn't like <laughs> in this like horrible like gr raspy like kind of like man's voice and she says some really disturbing things and um she she'll ki she'll kill people for like weird reasons um like somebody buys something that she wanted and she goes and like just be beats her to death in the bathroom of this like antiques swap <laughs> i appreciate movies where and the killers kill people who deserve it but then also just kill people for really questionable reasons like 
Yeah, Teddy. you literally kill somebody in the bathroom because they were wearing white shoes after <laughs> Labor Day. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. No, that wasn't in the bathroom. That was in, like, the... The courthouse? Yeah, it's in, like, the hallway of a courthouse. Yeah. And she, like, beats her with a telephone. (laughs) Like, you, it is after Labor Day. Yeah, so she's, like, this prim and proper woman, but... You know, instead of just getting irritated at someone, like, having bad manners, she just murders them viciously. <laughs> it's a really fun movie. I mean, I don't even know if I'd classify it as bad, because it's John Waters, so it's, like, supposed to be campy. It's not supposed to be scary at all. Yeah. It's, it's not even a horror movie whatsoever. But, um, I don't know. It's just so much fun. She's just... I love her, and she's, like, just really perfect for that role. Oh, yes. And... Turner just... She just has that, like, deadpan, perfect Donna Reed face. Yeah. And then she's, like, the, the, the cover the cover art for the box is literally her just smiling at you with a pair of scissors in her hand. Yeah. Like, menacingly holding them, and you're just kind of like, okay. <laughs> I would highly recommend that movie to, like, anybody. Absolutely. Like... I've seen it a million times, but I only just got around to watching it as an adult for the first time a couple years ago, Yeah, and it still held up, and I watched it in a totally different way, because when I was eight, I was like, oh, this movie's kind of weird and creepy, but I love it, and then when I watched it as an adult, I was just, like, cackling. (laughs) That's my contribution, and you should watch it, Pete. I'll keep that one in mind. I'm also a little bit um, confused... There was some guy you had a crush on from Lois and Clark. Is that right? But not yes. Jim Kane. The TV show. So you... Uh, no, it uh, was... Well, I was like eight years old. I mean... But Dean... Dean Kane was like too old for me. Um, I had a crush on... Who was the photographer? Was it like Jimmy something or other? Yeah, Jimmy... It was him. It was him. He's like a... Yeah. He's supposed to be like 20 or, you know, maybe even a teenager... But, Jimmy Olsen, that's the name. Yeah, anyway. and, you know, he's a young guy, um, so I had a crush on him, and not Dean Kane because, I don't know, he's, like, so generic looking. Hmm. He is kind of generic beefcake-y, I have to, I have to... He is. Put that I did think he was cute, but it was because he had really good hair. <laughs> he had that perfect... I, I realized when I was watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer last week that I had a thing for guys with pompadour hair in the 90s. Like, Luke Perry, Jason Priestley, <laughs> I need Kane. I need to rewatch Buffy because I just talked about it on this show, like, a couple episodes ago, and I haven't watched it in forever. Oh. The things that popped out of my head that I was like, I, I just, how do I know all of the lines to that movie still? I haven't watched it in a solid 20 years. Oh my god, um, I know. What, what knowledge do I not have anymore because I still know the how funky is your chicken fear? Okay, the, all of the dance routine or the cheerleading routines from that movie are like ingrained in my brain. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, what other knowledge? What 
what knowledge of Shakespeare and math and things that I need to use in my life are gone because of that. I, I don't know. I watched that movie like 25 times as a child. Oh, yeah. It was oh, yeah. that serial mom. <laughs> I did not have much parental um, overlooking what I was watching. <laughs> My parents, honestly, there was there, there were things that they did say, no, you can't watch. But most of it, like, I was watching, you know, Tales, Tales from the Crypt when I was like 12. Mm-hmm. You know, on a Saturday night at midnight, you know, on Fox, you know, and, and that was mainly because there were, we had like a, like a playroom in our basement, which is where my Nintendo was and everything like that. Plus at one point they put cable down there. Mm-hmm. So it was supposed to be kind of like a man cave, but my dad's not that kind of guy. So it was just one of those like, all right, we have, you know, all your stuff down there. Just go down there. It's like, fine, whatever. So I wasn't allowed to watch MTV. But they were perfectly fine. I could watch USAF all night. Uh-huh. Um, we- with, like, the Driller Killer. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. Is that worth a watch? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for your honesty. <laughs> no. Not, not in the least. See, we would just go rent whatever we wanted to watch, and we, for some reason it was just okay. So I watched, like, Evil Dead when I was, like, 11 and yeah. l- just loved it. What's your next movie? Um, I'm on the fence because I <laughs> I had written down Jaws 3D, but we already talked about Deep Blue Sea, and they're basically the same movie. I almost wrote down Jaws 4, but then I realized that movie's not even watchable. <laughs> no, it's really not. No. Um, the other movie that I was thinking of is um, April Fool's Day. What? That's a good movie. It is a good movie, but there's so many people that... I know that I've watched it that expect it to be something entirely different, and then when the reveal is made at the end, everybody, like, all, literally all of my friends at the same time, we watched it, like, at a birthday party one, one year, and they were all like, what the fuck? That is such a <laughs> shitty ending! And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's a great ending! Like, That's a hilarious it, ending! It's a hilarious ending! They, but they were, you know, they wanted, like, horror, and I was like, yeah, this is a horror movie, all these people die in it. Hey, yeah. wait, 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 Pete, have you seen it? I don't think it? so. Okay, better not spoil it then. Everybody dies. Everybody <laughs> dies. You should watch Everybody it. Dies. It's fantastic. It's good, good. So basically, what ends up happening, what the what the the premise is, is that there's a girl named uh, Muffy, and <laughs> I know, I know, and she brings all of her friends to her family's beach house, which is on like a little remote island, and it's the only house that's like on this little island. So she brings all her friends there, and and. She talks about how her sister, Buffy, is, uh, like, went crazy and has been in an asylum and yada, 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 and they're identical twins. So, throughout the course of the movie, you see Buffy and Buffy back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, between, go, be, they're, like, normal and then crazy, and normal and then crazy, and they all think that it's, you know, one person, they think that it's two different people, but it's actually one person, and it's this, it's this, she has this whole ruse, um, about, uh, uh, I don't want to spoil it because you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, don't ruin it. I won't ruin it. But it's, it's like, it's this whole other subplot to it that you're just like, what? Wait a minute. But one by one, everybody starts getting kicked off in really interesting ways. Um, and like, it's, I mean, and the fun starts off where like, 
they're on the ferry over to the island, and one of the dock hands gets squished <laughs> in between the boat and the moorings on the dock, and his face just, like, an eyeball goes one way, the face gets squished in another direction. It's like, it's just gore everywhere. It's great. Ugh. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I always thought, I always wanted to watch this movie when I was working at Blockbuster, and I never got around to renting it while I was working there. It's got a very arresting, um, cover image. (laughs) Exactly, and, like, that's why I wanted to see it, because it's everybody at a table, and then a girl with her back to you, and her hair is braided into a noose down her back. And she's holding up a glass of champagne in one hand and a knife in the other. And, like, holding it, like, back behind her leg. So I always thought the hair braided into the noose was so cool. Because I'm like, I've got to see this movie. And then I finally watched it, and I was like, that's a pretty good movie. I yeah. Gotta say. But, like, so many people I know hate the ending of that movie. <laughs> I they loved think it. It's a total cop-out ending. I'm like, I loved that ending. I thought that was a great movie. That's a movie that I would write. Like, that's a story that I would write, you know? Me too. Like, I like it. Shut up. It's a good one. <laughs> I like it. Shut up. I like it. It's mine. You can't have it. That's my uh, three-word review. <laughs> yes. I like it. I saw a squishing scene in a movie recently. It was um, Wishmaster 2. I've been meaning to watch those movies recently. So, spoiler alert, the Wishmaster is not... He's a a trickster. So, you'll wish for something, and he'll find a way to make it into a... I don't think that's a spoiler. (laughs) Yeah. I, I that joke occurred to me recently. Like, I just want to say spoiler alert for movies, and then reveal something <laughs> so basic, and especially if you can deduce it from the title, like Jaws. Spoiler uh-huh. alert: the uh, the the beach it's sheriff a has a dilemma on his hands. And then, or, but, or, or say spoiler alert, and then try to backtrack it and try to awkwardly walk around, admitting that it is a shark terrorizing everybody. So. The beach sheriff, he has, a, he has, he's really uh, facing quite a dilemma. The mayor doesn't want him to shut down the beach, but he has to because of this thing that's happening. There's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in Wishmaster, though, one of the guy, he's in jail. He spends a lot of time in jail in Wishmaster too, for some reason. I don't know. It, it's really like an SNL bit that they just stretched into half of this stupid movie where there's an evil genie in a jail who fucks with these prisoners when they're like, I want to walk right through those bars. And so the Wishmaster makes him literally get squished through the bars. Nice, <laughs> like, good, like, cool-looking practical effects. That was, I, Wishmaster 2 was 1998. And they really, that was one of their uh, money shots in that movie was this guy's skull caving in and his body going money shots yep that's nice turn of phrase yeah it's like well unlike porn where the money shot is the end in horror the money shot is still as gratuitously gross you spend all your money on it it's the one effect they spent all the money on Uh money shot is um like that was a term before like porn is just taking over like all these great terms that have like oh, yeah. actual application in real life, but now if you say them, you're like, oh fuck, and then, and then you don't, you're not sure. Do I acknowledge that I know what the? Do I acknowledge that? Like, um... <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> There's other terms yep. now that are like an everyday term that a person might use when they need to get some cash. But do I acknowledge that I know what that means and snicker at it, or do I just go like, okay? <laughs> 
Oh, I giggle at it because I've, a lot of the times people go, what are you giggling at? Nothing. <laughs> I'm just going to keep that to myself. I saw it. I was trying to think of what had occurred to me several years ago, but I saw ATM machine written on a movie title, and I thought, okay, that's an actual time when the machine part of that phrase isn't redundant. Because if you're using yeah. it to refer to an Why? actual ATM, don't say machine. But if you're using it the yeah. dirty context, you can say machine. I'm so lost right now. <laughs> Why would there be a dirty context for ATM machine? Uh, look it up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I'm too old for this conversation. <laughs> All you young kids slang words are lost on me. I don't know why I'm so southern. I know, right? You're, you're like the most northern that we can get. Pretty I know how, very true, very true. I know true. how to explain ATM in a PG-rated way. Yeah, it it Spoiler. was like a major scene in <laughs> Clerks 2 between... <laughs> gotcha. I understand immediately what you mean. <laughs> Only thing I remember from that movie, really. Yeah, that that was a little heavy-handed looking back on it. It was not a good movie. No. No. I'm, I'm, he's in the middle of filming the, the new Jay and Silent Bob movie. And what? He's literally... Oh yeah, they're, they're they're finished filming like the end of this week. Wow, um, that's yeah. crazy. And uh, they're uh, he uh, he Kevin Smith keeps talking about the fact that he's pretty much remaking Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, but with a better cast and a better plot. And I'm like, okay, is Mark Hamill gonna be there? That's all I ask. That w- <laughs> is Mark Hamill gonna be back in it? I I saw that in theaters in high school, and I thought it was hilarious. What's the problem? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I have no idea. After the heart attack, he's he literally has been like, I'm gonna make any fucking movie I want. I don't care. I will figure out how to get the money later. I gotcha. He, he has so many podcasts out now that, and he does so much directing for TV that he honestly doesn't need to make another movie ever. He just does it because that's he wants. He's always wanted to be a filmmaker. That's true. <laughs> so, who just who last mentioned a movie? <laughs> I, I don't remember. I don't know. Did you mention uh, one? I pe- mentioned the Wishmaster Two, but specifically the squishing scene because of um, it made me think of it, thinking about that guy getting squished between boats in April Fool's Day. So April oh, okay. Fool's, April Fool's Day. Okay. Okay. You go. Um, Halloween Six: The Producers Cut and the theatrical cut because these are very okay. significantly hmm. different movies. And um, when I was thinking about, should I put Halloween 6 on the list because it's such a big part of a franchise, blah, 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 blah. And then I thought, well, the movie's 22 years old. And uh, I think it probably, unless someone is specifically a fan of that franchise, it's one that they probably don't bother watching because it's not part of the Laurie Strode trilogy and the whole series has been rebooted, so people probably haven't gone back to this. The first one is very pre... um, it predates Scream, so it's very MTV, rock and roll, mid-90s, terrible. 90s, <laughs> uh, like, just cram, like, any excuse to get Michael Myers into a movie. There's a Howard Stern character. What's the premise? Um, so it's, parts four, five, and six start their own new trilogy, where uh-huh. Michael Myers is, like, controlled by a cult. And they're... 
Okay. Oh, okay. And yeah. So, yeah. Like, there's a cult, and there's like some like it's, it's never like really explains itself because I don't think they ever really knew what they were trying to do with it. But there's a cult of people, and then there's also some hints of a de- like Michael Myers might be possessed, or maybe he's like his murders are like sacrifices. But parts four, five, and six are a total mess, and part six is a great crescendo to that. Um, the producer's cut is like it's the most drastic difference in um, two different versions of a film I've probably ever seen and um, it's uh, the producer's cut recently became made available it didn't it used to be only bootleg but they're both good and interesting pre-scream bad 90s Michael Myers movie I don't think I've seen any of the movies. I mean, I, I've seen the first two, but I don't really remember the rest until, like, Resurrection. <laughs> Resurrection is a bad, bad I missed quite a few. It really is. It really is. But I liked it when it came out, but I rewatched it as, like, a reasonable adult and was like, this is terrible. <laughs> Halloween 8 is so bad that every, like, four or five years, I think to myself, it can't be as bad as I remember. Certainly, there must be, there must be like one thing that's redeemable in it, and I'll rewatch it, and it's so bad. Are we still talking resurrection with Tyra Banks and Buster Rhymes? Okay, trick or treat, motherfucker. That's the redeemable part. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. silence ever (laughs) you're all silently judging me (laughs) no i was was thinking in my head i'm like yeah even the worst movies at least have one good line and then i was like no that's a lie (laughs) that really is a lie but that movie has that one good line i remember seeing it in theaters and i i think i was in high school and my friends and I just like laughed hysterically at that part, and so that's oh, yeah. why that's why it's like in my head as like a good thing. <laughs> that's like I don't I don't I I don't want to have a, you know I don't want these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. That's one of those lines. But that exactly. Was done in such a sin, but that was done by Samuel L. Jackson, and it was done in a way that we all went. We've been waiting for this line this entire movie. So okay, this movie has started now. It's forty five minutes into a thirty, you know. <laughs> to a 90 minute movie but we've got it we're starting now okay but trick-or-treat motherfucker felt way more organic the yes, i agree the I snakes agree. thing that was like invented by like somebody else and then they put it in the movie because they thought it was funny yeah they put it in samuel L. jackson's mouth because that's how he talks yeah <laughs> okay trick-or-treat motherfucker i hate <laughs> halloween resurrection so much that when you said that i was I was thinking, like, maybe you're referencing a different movie or a movie that's called Trick or Treat. <laughs> and then when I realized you were still talking about Halloween Resurrection, like, I just felt deflated. That movie is so depressingly <laughs> bad. Like, I, li- I honestly wish it didn't exist. It's so wow. unpleasant to watch. Like, I try to watch it as a bad movie with a big grain of salt and loving bad movies, and it's unbearable. Like, I wouldn't give it to someone yeah. because I wouldn't want them to watch it. 
It's unfortunate because I really like the premise, but they just pulled it off so terribly. Well, that's the same thing with Blair, Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows. The premise is a great premise. Is it? Get rid of the Blair Witch. <laughs> well, the, plummet, the premise of the movie minus the Blair Witch. I was going to say, take the Blair Witch out, and it's actually a cool premise where film, film tells the truth. Um, so it, they say it a million times in the movie, like anything you're watching on camera is what's actually happening. Anything you're watching through the eyes of the characters is a lie. I'm so, confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole the whole thing in that second movie. This is actually on this is on my list of bad movies. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. The whole um the the whole thing with that movie is they're doing a mockumentary of the documentary style from the first movie. Okay. And th- one of the characters actually says, you know, um, film te- film always tells you the truth. Because you can't lie on film. And but you can edit it. <laughs> you can edit it, but, but the, you can, but they're talking about, like, security cameras and things like that. Because what you end up seeing throughout the course of this movie is, um, like, the goth girl goes out to get booze. And she goes into the convenience store and she's talking to the clerk. And you see her um, just, like, throw her money down, grab her uh, change, and leave. What we see later on the security camera is that the goth girl took the girl's nail file and stabbed her in the jugular with it and then walked out like nothing had ever happened. Weird. So, yeah, so I think if they had done that movie and gotten rid of the Blair, like, shoehorning the Blair Witch into it, it actually could have been a pretty cool movie. I I don't I I have almost no memory of that movie. <laughs> that's that's a that's a movie that I watched a lot for a while. It was uh, I had like eight DVDs with me in college and that was one of them. So for some reason I watched it constantly. I know what you mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like that the sci-fi version of Dune, because it was, like, nine hours long, and I could just put it on, it would last all day, and I think there was, like, one other thing, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, my, uh, apartment, we had, like, well, we had VHS tapes, but we only had, like, ten, so we watched, like, Pulp Fiction, Fear and Loathing, and Scream, like, nonstop. <laughs> yep. Oh, is it my turn? Yep, sorry, I was taking a sip of my soda. No worries. So I've got two left, and I'm going to just mention them at the same time because, I don't know, I feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So kind of a throwback to um, 13 Ghosts made me think of House on Haunted Hill. Uh, It's The the original one or the remake one? The remake, the remake. Because it's really not a great movie but it's so much fun and i've seen it like a stupid amount of times actually have been meaning to rewatch it and it's got such a fun premise but they they like cobbled all this weird stuff together to where it's just like it's such a like jumble of ideas like if they had just stuck to like one of the good ideas it would have been pretty good, but it's like they had all of this different things going on that was just like, uh, it's iffy. That was the one with Femke Jensen. Yeah. In it, right? Yeah. I think that she was the only reason I watched that movie because she was in 
um, a James Bond movie, and I really, really liked her in that. So I was like, oh, that's that girl from James Bond. I'm going to watch her in that movie. And regardless of anybody else that was in it, there were a couple of the people that I, like, one of the, I cannot think of what her husband's name was, like, the, the <laughs> Vincent Price character. I cannot think of what that character's, that actor's name is right now. Oh, um, um Jeffrey Rush? Yes, Jeffrey Rush. Um, okay, I plucked that out of my brain somehow. <laughs> that movie was totally a paycheck for him, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, somehow they wooed him with, we want you to reprise reprise the Vincent Price role in this movie. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, okay, I can do that. Not realizing how much of the scenery he was going to have to eat in order to get through his lines. <laughs> no. um, but I did, I did think that there were a couple things in that movie that were really cool. Um, but in the end, I didn't. A, I didn't like Chris Kattan. He was useless. He didn't need to be there. I forgot he was in that. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't like the ending of that movie. That was truly an ending that I was like, oh, come on. But um, it's got Tay Diggs in it. Come on. Yeah, but he's I'm like, not a huge Tay Diggs fan. But just look at him and, like, don't listen. <laughs> well, that's true. That is true. He, he's a looker, but he I, is... I don't think he's that good of an actor. He's not, but he's like... Uh, extreme eye candy. That's true. That is, I will. I will agree with you on that one. <laughs> That's what I like most about the movie, probably. <laughs> but also, it's just such a fun. I I just love the premise so much. Like, I love movies like that where it's like, um, it's not an open ended plot. It's just like, oh, we have to stay in this house for one night. Blah 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 blah, and it's all sort of like condensed storyline into like this twenty four hours or whatever. Um, man, it's just a fun movie. I don't know. I've seen it, like, a, a whole bunch, but not since I was probably, like, a teenager. But like you said, I think if they condensed the storylines a little bit, I think it would be better. Um, I liked the, the like, the house used to be a, was it a insane asylum or a doctor's office? Or It was an insane asylum yeah. where the patients had, like, rebelled and, like, killed everybody. Yeah, so, like, I liked that, and I liked all the weird flashbacks, and I liked... That was another movie that had the whole film doesn't lie thing. Uh-huh. Because they used the video cameras to show what was going on in the room when you couldn't see it with your with your eye, your naked eye. Yeah, um, it was creepy. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool, the way that they did that. But, um, again, I just... Uh, I, this was also... This was in the time frame where all of the horror movies had those really, like, 90s metal soundtracks. Oh, my God, I know. The soundtrack was actually okay, but it didn't fit this movie. No. (laughs) And I think that kind of took me out of it. Like, the score and the soundtrack were just so awkward. Like, when you get to the end and, like, the sun rises and they're they're alive, they've survived, but they're on the fucking roof, on the top of the (laughs) highest point of the fucking roof, with no way to get down. I know. What are they going to do? Just oh. yell and yell until someone comes? Yeah. Like, let's flag a fucking plane down. How, how, wh- how are you going to get down with your million dollar check? Yeah, it's really <laughs> not a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> no. House on Haunted Hill was one of the... Okay. <laughs> it, was one, it was one of the first movies I ever successfully dubbed from VCR to VCR. And then young me Ooh. had visions of building an elaborate movie collection by us. <laughs> I just go to the store and rent one, and then because VHS tapes were dirt cheap blank ones, you just go to the store and get right, yeah, big packs of them. And um, I not only remember that. Well, 
I don't really remember Chris Kattan being in it except for I had I have a visual <laughs> memory of when he realizes I forget he realizes like the house is a trap or something or other but he's trying to oh he realizes like all the doors are shutting because this house also has yeah electric steel doors and once he realizes they're about to shut he starts sprinting and he does the biggest overacting like freak out where he's like th- throws his arms out and I have like a visual memory of that and I've probably seen that movie tw- twice maybe three times and that was 15 years ago I still have it on DVD somewhere and now I kind of want to watch it again too yep <laughs> me too <laughs> Yeah, it, it was kind of, like, packed with, like, 90s actors. <laughs> Had, like, Allie Larder, um, that other blonde whose name I cannot remember. <laughs> oh, and the other the other movie I wanted to mention, which is completely unrelated, and I can't even think of a connection between them, is Tremors. <laughs> oh, my God, I love that movie. It's so much fun. Ugh. I watched I the have... shit out of that as a kid. <laughs> I have seen every single movie in that series. I think Ugh. there are six now. I've seen every single one of them. I think you're the only one. <laughs> oh, my God. I, 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 Michael Gross, I love him, first of all. They've added Jamie Kennedy to the later installments of it as his son. God. Is even better? <laughs> is it better? <laughs> oh, it really is. It really is. Oh, my God. And then in the most recent one... <laughs> Excuse me. They did a throwback to the first movie where Kevin Bacon and the the I was gonna say paleontologist. I don't know exactly what kind of ology she is, but ologist she is. But she um they end up hooking up at the end of the, at the end of Tremors, and they have a kid at one point. And in the most recent ver- you know in the series, the recent one in the series, this kid randomly shows up, and Michael Gross' character is like, wait. You're that you're that Val's kid? Like how many other people do you know with that name that first name and last name? Like <laughs> And it takes him like half of the movie and him almost dying before he realizes who she is. I'm like Okay, this is a bit over dramatic. I mean they inv- they invented ass blasters in the third movie. <laughs> ass blasters? Ass blasters. They are that's the scientific name for them. Um, <laughs> I, what? I thought they had, like, a totally different name that was, like, Crillobites or something like that. Um, actually, I don't know what the name of the actual worms are, but, um, in the first movie, you just have the big worms. In the second movie, it's big worms and... Like, turkey size. Yeah, and then in the <laughs> third movie, we find out that the turkey size worms can fly mm. by shooting flames out of their ass. Oh, lord. So they name them Ass Blasters. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It literally goes downhill from there. Like, th- these movies are not good at all. But they're, <laughs> like, if they show up on Sci-Fi on a Saturday afternoon, you bet your ass I'm going to watch it. When the sixth one showed up on, on Netflix, I said to my husband, I was like, do not talk to me for the next 90 minutes. I'm watching Trevor 6. He goes, there's six of them? I said, yes, yes, there are. And I've seen them all. <laughs> I uh I think I've seen the first like two or three, but um I mean the original is such a classic. Oh I know. It actually scared me a little when I was little and uh you know, but I watched it like a million times. It was one of those movies that like my dad loved as well and like pretty much yeah. the whole family could watch together. We all liked it. 
Yeah, and it's, you know, it's funny that you said, like, the whole family, like, because it is kind of a family movie. Yeah. It's not, like, there's really, there's, I mean, there's really no bad language in it. There's blood in it, but not, like, there's gratuitous blood of the Graboids. I remembered what their names were. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Like, they get blown up a lot, so there's gratuitous blood from them, but even, like, as the characters get killed, there's really not a lot. Yeah. And there's really, there's no sex, really. There's, like, a couple of kisses, and that's it. So, I mean, it's kind of a family-friendly movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's Disney, but <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely, like, my eight and nine-year-old uh, nieces and nephews, I'd absolutely let them watch it. And I have no problem being like, yeah, sure, they can watch that, that's fine. Right, yeah. Traumatize them in the least. Totally. Well, I'm basically out of my movies. What do you guys have? Um, <laughs> I have the best worst movie. Uh, Is it Troll Two? I was gonna say that I haven't actually <laughs> seen that movie. You haven't? Oh my gosh! No. Um, I can't remember the first time I saw it, but I know I saw it year. I saw it ages ago, and. It was before the dawn of the internet is when I saw it. That's how long ago it was. Uh-huh. And when we finally got the internet kind of in the form that it is now, all I could remember with that was that there was a horror movie that I watched that had green milk in a town called Nilbog. <laughs> and I could not remember anything else. So I, I found some random horror chat room and I put it in there. And like within two seconds after I asked the question... 35 answers. Oh, that's Troll 2. You have to go watch it. It's such a good movie. And I watched it again, and I was like, um. <laughs> so they took the, they took the goblin slash troll costumes from Ernest Scared Stupid <laughs> and <laughs> put them in this movie and made a whole other movie about with just those costumes. It is such a bad movie. But it, hold, it holds a spot in my heart because it, was so, it is so bad. I'm going to have to watch it one of these nights when I'm feeling especially stupid. (laughs) Oh, my God. The ghost grandfather is hysterical. The green green milk that they have. And it's literally, like, if you premise this movie around an Airbnb gone wrong, that's exactly what it is. Because they swap houses with this other family, and that's how they end up in this town. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's literally an Airbnb story gone wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And after you watch the actual movie, check out the documentary, The Best Worst Movie. I think I, um, doc- I saw most of that at one point. Yeah, I was like, the documentary is really, really good. And they actually did get to talk to, I believe, all but one person in the cast. And I think that's only because that person's dead. But mm. I think they did talk to everybody that was in the cast. And I think they also went back to some of the filming sites, too. Yeah. So it was, it was really neat and interesting documentary. Sorry, my nose is running. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> Pete, did you ever see Troll 2? I've heard of Troll 2, but I've not seen it yet. Oh, okay. It has nothing to do with the movie Troll at all. No. <laughs> and isn't there a Trolls? Yep. I think I came across Troll 2 one time, and but I wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was the right movie. If it was supposed to be that worst movie, um, best worst movie, because I couldn't remember I trolls or troll. Of, <laughs> remember. Um, I think a lot of people have that problem because it's a movie called Troll Two, and there's not a troll in the entire movie. Yeah, they're um, go- <laughs> they're, aren't they goblins, and they live in 
Gilbog, which is goblin yeah. backward. Goblin backward, yeah. So that, because that, that always threw me for a loop, but I was like, I think that's why I was always like hunting this movie down forever. Um, because I was always like, what is this movie? I know it has something to do, like, it's Nilbog, which is goblin backwards, so I know it has something to do with goblins. But in my head, I'm thinking, like, goblins from, you know, Lord of the Rings, things like that. And I'm like, that's not what those are. <laughs> I, um... What else do we well, have? Well, you mentioned anything? Ernest Scared Stupid. Um, as the troll, yep. too, has a similar suit. And I almost added Ernest Scared Stupid to my list. Because I saw it when I was a kid, and I was enthralled with it as a kid. And um, I think Me it too. might be... I think Same. someone could watch it today as an adult and enjoy it on the first run-through. You should do that and let us know how it goes. <laughs> well, I've seen it before. I actually have... No, just, per just pretend you haven't. <laughs> uh, Slam Dunk Ernest is also good. <laughs> I tend to, when it comes to movies like that, where, like, ser like movie series like that, where there's a lot of them, I tend to always go towards the creepy Halloween ones. Me too! And, and not watch any of the rest of them. Like, I Ditto. Ernest Goes to Jail, but that was because it was on TV one day. But other than that, like, if Paul Rubens decided to make a new Pee-wee movie and it was, like, <laughs> TV scared stupid, I would absolutely watch that. Right. I watch it anyway because it's Paul Rubens, but, like, I've never seen any of the other Pee-wee movies. I used to watch Pee-wee's Playhouse when I was a kid, but, like, I've never seen any of the other movies. Why would I? They're, like, whatever. But, like, you haven't seen... You I, haven't I, seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Nope. Don't it's so... It. No, it is hilarious, <laughs> even as an adult. It is so funny. Yeah, it's good. I'm so serious. It's a classic. You have to uh -huh. watch it. It's... I still love that movie, and okay. it's legitimately hilarious. I'm serious. I'll have, okay, I'll have to see if I can sit through it again in my drugged up page this weekend. Maybe I'll see if I can find it and I'll watch it. Just give it a try. <laughs> I'm giggling just thinking about like my favorite scene in the movie <laughs> where, he's, where he's in the swimming pool. <laughs> yeah. And he's like knocking on the door and it's like, ba, 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 doo, 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 doo. so funny. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculously stupid, but it's hilarious at the same time. Oh my gosh. That's like, even The Simpsons, I've seen maybe a handful of Simpsons episodes, but you bet your ass I've seen almost every single Treehouse of Horror. That's bizarre. You know, I, I don't like The Simpsons. Same thing, like, I'm, we, we've discussed previously, though, that I'm not a comedy person. Like, I, I don't sit, I don't like, like, sitcoms. Oh. I don't particularly like, like, Saturday Night Live, I don't particularly care for. Stand-up comedy, I don't particularly care for. What is um, wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, it's hysterical. I just went to go see um, the Haters Roast Tour, which is eight drag queens talking shit about each other on stage for two hours, and I was crying. I was laughing so hard. So I think it has to do with certain types of humor I'm okay with, but, like, cringy humor I can't handle, and most sitcoms are cringy types of humor. I don't so like I don't, that either. Yeah, so I'm like, so I don't, I don't like watching that because there's always, like, that, yeah, I can't deal with that. <laughs> See, I love horror, but I also love comedy, like stand-up comedy. I love Saturday Night Live. Um, it just, yeah, it's definitely a hit-or-miss genre because the way I see it is, like, you can do a bad horror movie, but it might still have some redeeming qualities as being funny. But yeah. if you have a bad comedy, it's not watchable. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Agreed. I think horror is actually one of the few genres as well that 
you can have a full-on bad movie. Like, beginning to end, it can be horrible. Somebody will always find something redeeming about it. All the other genres, you can't get away with that. Like, comedy, because of the way comedy is, if it's bad, it's bad, and it, there's no redeeming it. Action, if it's bad, there's no real way to redeem it. You know, like, drama especially, and, like... Oh, film, yeah. But you, you just, you can't redeem it if it's bad. Um, I think the only other genre that might kind of have the same thing is, like, Lifetime movies. Yeah. Because those are just inherently bad, so, <laughs> you know. Or science fiction. Yeah, sci-fi. See, I love sci-fi in with horror because it's kind of in that same, you know, fantasy-style genre. So, like, sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, to me, are all, like, one big umbrella. Uh-huh. And then it just kind of, things just kind of drop out from the umbrella. <laughs> into subgenres. Interesting, <laughs> interesting analogy. <laughs> There's no other way for me to describe it because, like, like I look when I look online for like at Hulu and like Netflix and shit, and I'm looking for like like the genres. Uh-huh. There's always there's like uh, there's thriller, not necessarily horror, and right. then there's sci-fi and fantasy, and I'm like, okay, so where's the horror? And then I go into the sci-fi, and something like the original Halloween is in it, and I'm like, that's <laughs> not a sci-fi movie, even like close. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> I gotcha. Like, maybe Halloween 3, and that's a big-ass stretch, you know? So it's like, I just, I, I think because I'm just so used to seeing them grouped together in when you're looking for specific things in certain genres, that they just are a big, giant bucket together for me. <laughs> what the um, hell? What's wrong with your analogies? <laughs> I told you, I am on so many drugs right now, and none of the good ones. <laughs> So is it a bucket or an umbrella? Because those are like opposites. <laughs> okay. Well, no, if you turn an umbrella upside down, it's a bucket. That's what I'm saying. But an yeah. umbrella only is ever right side up. <laughs> this conversation has gone out of hand. I'm yeah. out of movies. Are you guys out of movies? I'm out of movies. You're out of movies. I'm on drugs. <laughs> it's It's been two hours. <laughs> Pete, are you out of movies? Yeah, I'll do honorable mention of Pet Cemetery. Mike Nichols' Wolf, and um, also yeah, okay. I think Village of the Damned. People might enjoy that the first time they watch it. The Christopher Reeve '90s remake and John Carpenter. That one was pretty yeah. ridiculous. I if you like, I don't think I've ever seen that. Hmm. It's got Christy yeah. Alley. <laughs> and it's Christy Alley and Christopher Reeve. I think it was a John Carpenter director for hire type situation, but I think he might have contributed to the score or they did a John Carpenter sound alike. And it's a little bit long, mm-hmm. but if you're in the mood for like a daytime mid nineties type over the top, uh, evil kids movie, it's uh, it might be a fun watch. Mm-hmm. That's, is that the one that the cover art is all the kids with the white hair and the yes. yellow eyes? Yep. Oh, okay. Alright, I've never seen it, but I've seen the cover a whole ton of times. It's also a remake of something. Is it a remake of The Bad Seed? No, it's a remake of another movie by the same name. Oh, okay. Alright. <laughs> the Bad Seed is, like, one one child. It is one kid, but for some reason... That does head, not have like, yellow eyes. <laughs> no, but I think I always link them together because evil children are all the same. So. <laughs> I, love, I love evil children movies. I... I it depends. There's a difference between evil children and creepy children. It's a fine line, and I can't deal with creepy children, but I'm fine with evil children. Like, okay. The corn, I'm good. Gage Creed and Pet Cemetery, nope. 
Uh, tremors and children in the corn remind me of each other because I always I never saw Tremors till recently, and I always thought it was supposed to be a good movie. And then I watched it, and it's a little bit yes. corny. And Children of the Corn, just the name recognition, I always thought it was going to be a good movie. And I went back and watched it, and it's fun, but it's not very—it's not a good horror movie. Well, I think they were both. I—I think they were both trying to be good horror movies, though. But they're just very dated. Yes. Yeah, Tremors definitely shows its age. I will—I will, I will yeah. definitely say that. Um, and uh, the Children of the Corn series as well. Um, the original one it shows its age, but it's still well done. Uh-huh. So, I, I mean, I, I, I definitely like the original one. The subsequent sequels, yeah, they could just not happen. Right. They're, they're not watchable. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm out of movies, guys. And I need to go to bed so I can uh, take more drugs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pete? Um... I'll quickly mention, because Creepy Children, in case people don't think that the Omen trilogy is... I, I, I never knew that the uh, second and third one were good, but the, they're all three good. I remember liking the yeah. third one. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I definitely like the whole series arc with that, because it definitely is a series. It's not just, you know, a, a, one kid and another kid and another kid. It's, it's following the same kid through the whole thing, and it's a yeah. continuation. Uh-huh. Um, and it tells an entire story. It's not like Halloween and things like that, where it's just another entry into this world. Right. Um, so I agree with that. I think those are definitely good movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, my throat is, my voice is giving up on me. <laughs> After two hours of talking and cackling. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> Anybody that's still out there, <laughs> let us know what your favorite bad movie is via text message. <laughs> via text message. We all have our phone numbers now. You can call us whenever you want. Yep. Check the comments for phone numbers. <laughs> yep. yep. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you sometime later. Bye. Bye.